Can we put our hands together and give God a cheer? How many believe he's a God that brought you out? Amen. Come on, let's praise God. He's a God that brought you out. Hallelujah. Lord, you brought us out with a mighty hand, God. You're amazing. You're amazing. How many believe if God brought you out, he's going to bring you through? Can you say amen? How many can lift your hand to heaven and say, God's going to bring me through? Amen. Because he brought me out and he's going to bring me through. Aren't you glad this morning that God's yes is greater than the devil's no? Aren't you glad that what God has for you is better than anything you can have for yourself? Amen. Can we just lift our hand to heaven real quick and just say, God, we thank you today for your loving kindness and tender mercies, Lord, for your goodness and faithfulness. Amen. If you're watching at home, I just want you to thank God for all that God has done for you. Amen. Lord, we thank you that if you did it for us, you can do it for anybody, Lord. You're a God, hallelujah, that loves. And, Lord, you're a God that gives, and we thank you for it. So, Lord, we give back to you our praise and our adoration, Lord, because we love you so much. Amen. Hallelujah. Can anybody say, man, I love God so much this morning? Amen. I can hardly take it. Amen. Before you're seated, look at somebody and say, man, I just love God. Amen. I just love God today. Turn around look at somebody and say, it's good to see you. You look good. Amen. Actually, we're not going to sit down. I'm getting ahead of myself. We're going to stay. I'm standing. I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm not going to be here much. We have a special speaker here today. We're so excited. Amen. But we just wanted to thank everybody for coming today and joining us online or whoever uh, is you're with and however you're listening. God bless you. And all those that are visiting with us today, God bless you. So we have such a, such a special guest today. Uh, I've been dying, waiting for Danny and Jill to get here and uh, to just preach and, and to be in our church. They've, we've known them since probably the mid-80s. And uh, I don't, that's, can I say that? That's, that's a long time. And, uh, but our, our parents, uh, uh, founding pastors, Pastor Wayne and Pastor Margaret, just really made such a great connection with his parents back in the mid-80s. And we just went back and forth and fellowship. And uh, we just have kept that bond and really, and uh, just really love his family. And they're just a church that has a reputation of faith. They have so much faith in their church and their family church. Their, um, this is the church we talked about, I think it was last year we came back, showed you pictures. They have this awesome gym, the Benes Dillon Life Center, and God has just blessed them, and they've got a new facility, and, and uh, we're believing with them that it's going to be packed full of people who are looking for Jesus, who want Jesus, who are searching for life, amen, and they're all about their community. We so really appreciate them. And uh, today I wonder if we can just put their, our hands together and give Pastor Danny and Pastor Jill a hand as they come today to share the word. Hey, hey guys, it's so good to see you guys and just to be here. We, as Pastor Matt said, we have been friends with the Holcombs for forever. You guys can be seated. Yes, that's good. But we've been friends for forever, and it's just so good when we travel and we come and we just feel family, even when we're not actually in our actual home. So we just want to thank you guys so much for having us. Thank Pastors Wayne and Margaret and Pastors Matt and Rachel and, and just all of your elders and all of your wonderful people that are here that we know and those that we don't know. That We're just so excited to be here and to be here with our whole family. We haven't brought the kids in a little bit, I don't think. And so, um, can I, are you going to get the kids to kids? Okay, we're going to have our kids stand up. We have four boys. They're scattered around. Oh, there's Jack. Hey, and one's downstairs. Well, we just love you guys, and we're so thankful to be here, and I just love you guys. I've got friends from my camp days that are still in the house this morning, and it's just exciting to see how God can move with us from a young age all the way up through adulthood, and it's just good. So we're happy to be here. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, come on. You knew you'd come here this morning to meet Jesus, but you didn't know you'd come here to meet one of the most amazing women in all of the world. My wife, my boys, and I thank them so much for their sacrifices. My young men, uh, those boys stood up. You got to understand that being a pastor's kid isn't easy. And so I just appreciate their sacrifice. Come on, the late night calls, the in the middle of the night calls, the traveling to, you know, to and from different ministries. And so praise God. Can we clap it up one more time for Jack, TJ, Benny, Dallas, and the fifth 
girl. The fifth one's a girl, love. Are we going to have a, no, she says, no, that's not a word from the Lord uh, this morning. Not a word. I want to greet you from Rock Church of Franklin, Virginia. Pastors David and Patty Dillon, founding pastors in 1975. The two greatest people on the planet, man, they started a church, and we're just kind of, you know, flowing in all the foundational things that they've done, and they're going to be here with you in a few days, coming this weekend, so uh, my dad's ministering at the Rock Church of Tarboro, North Carolina uh, this morning, my mom's ministering at the Rock Church of Franklin, so we got Dylan's all over the world uh, throwing down, but we're so excited to be here with you this morning. Man, we traveled up, and Jack's last spring break kind of as a family as he's graduating here, and we traveled up that Niagara Falls, and we were looking forward, you know, to seeing Niagara Falls for the very first time, but I couldn't wait to get in the presence of worship and the presence of you people this morning. You're better than any wonder that God created in the world, amen. Any of the seven, man, those seven wonders are great, uh, but there's nothing like being in the presence of God, worshiping the same Father. Can I hear an amen this morning? And we are, we're in the presence of royalty, and I'm so appreciative of Pastors Matt and Rachel Holcomb. Can we stand to our feet for just a minute and honor uh, the pastors of this house and their four amazing sons as well? Come on. The voice. Yeah. Putting them on the spot this morning. And again, man, the, the four son club, so excited to see their sons living you know, for the Lord and worshiping the Lord. And, yes, we've known each other, you know, way, way back, like in the 1900s. Like, with, that's how long we go back. And, and uh, you know, for the first, you know, 30 years or the past 30 years, they've been so encouraging. Even though we've known them for 35 years, Pastor Matt wasn't too encouraging when we first met because he wanted to beat me in basketball and beat me in soccer. And he's like 17, I was 12. I'm like, bro, I'm going to grow uh, one day and you better watch out at that point. But for the last, you know, 30-some years, we're best friends and we relate in so many different things. And as we both transition and we both have incredible parents that laid this foundation, I just want to let you know they love you this morning. Like you're all they talk about, like in a good way. Like how can we make the church better? How can we, we get more servants in the house? How can we win the loss? I don't know about you, but I want pastors like that that are looking out for their flock. Amen. They're, they're in love with the flock. Not I can't believe church is starting tomorrow morning. i got to go back again. That's not them. And we're so grateful for their friendship with us and their encouragement. And we know without a doubt that none of us would be here. And I'd like you to stand to your feet. None of us would be here without our founding pastors, Pastors Wayne and Margaret Holcomb. Can we honor them this morning? We're so grateful. Come on, saints. Come on. It's vision. It's hearing from the Lord. It's service. Come on, it's never giving up. It's them. Amen. We understand. Come on. Some of you could clap a little bit louder because you'd be in hell. You'd be on the way to hell if it wasn't for them. Your children as well. Like, I hope you appreciate the Door Fellowship. I hope you appreciate how amazing it is that you're a part of this family. And if you're visiting, you're not going to find a, a better church within six hours. We're six and a half, so we're right up there with them. But you're not going to find a better church within six hours of here, I'm telling you. And so we honor you, Pastors Wayne and Margaret. We, we thank you for never giving up. We thank you for, you know, paving the way. We thank you for seeing this building when it was an absolute dump and nobody wanted it, but you saw of all, all of it and all of its goodness. We thank you for seeing the best in us year after year after year. We thank you for sowing the seed in the Dillon family and being a strength to our parents. Man, I don't know about you, but I could just go around and just thank everyone this morning for this place. Come on, the worship team, can we clap it up for them? Come on, brother, Mike and Kay, we're, you know, all the elders in this house, all the servants in this house, all the greeters, the doorkeepers. Man, I was, you know, it's the very first time I was ever offered a free umbrella. Like, usually you got to pay a lot for an umbrella, you know what I'm saying, if you want one. And, and so, hey, do you need an umbrella? Thank you for serving the house. As we start here this morning, I'm wondering every, if, if you ever, you know, did something, you know, in your life that it was a low moment. 
Have you ever had a, a low moment in your life? Some of you maybe got a speeding ticket. Wave at me one time. You're not on camera. If you've ever gotten a speeding ticket and you felt like, come on, that was a low moment. Bunch of sinners in here this morning. Us. Low moment. Maybe you took a job and you thought you'd be good at it, and man, it didn't turn out too well. Men, you know, have you ever been in the middle of, of fixing your car? You know, you know, putting the crib together, maybe a bicycle together, and not even YouTube was gonna was gonna help you. That's a that's a low moment. Ladies, you come back with a you know a pair of shoes that you absolutely love, and you get back to your closet, only discover you already have four of them that were just like it. It's a low moment. Not for you, for the husbands. I don't, I don't know. It's a pretty major event in my life, a, a low moment. As, you know, several years back, I woke up and, and there was a bomb, you know, in the bed. And so I grabbed this, you know, bomb right away. Like, oh, my gosh, it's a countdown. So, you know, I grab it and I, you know, run, you know, kind of hurdle our bed as my wife's sleeping. I run down the hallway through the den, you know, living room, kitchen, out the back door, go as far as I can in the backyard. I sling the, the bomb and I run back, you know, into the house and I slam the door. You know, my heart's beating, like, oh, my gosh, you know, is it going to go off? And I throw it far enough, you know, and then all of a sudden I, I open the door and I look out and, Man, what is my big green body pillow doing in the middle of the backyard? Ladies and gentlemen, that was a low moment. I open the door. I walk out. Nothing, you know, just kind of in my boxers or whatever. You know, my neighbors were my in-laws. I'm dejected. The rain's coming down. I grab my big body pillow. I pick it up come back, throw it in the, you know, down where it's going to be washed or whatever, get in bed. Jill's like, is everything okay? Like, you don't want to know. This is a low moment. But then God, the next day, he said, listen, you responded well in that dream. You, you didn't throw the bomb on your wife and take off the back door. Come on, you didn't grab your wife and, and leave the kids in just to blow. You responded well in the dream. Can I tell you that God is in everything, and in everything, God must be lifted high. Man, I'm talking about if you have a low moment in your life, it doesn't matter. I'm obviously being, you know, a little comical with the bomb pillow, and that is a true story. But I'm telling you today, and in my title, be lifted high. Can you say that with me? Be lifted high. John 12, 32 says, and I, Jesus said, and I, if I be lifted up, come on, will draw all peoples to myself. We're living on this earth. We need to lift him up on this earth. How many is lifting up the name of Jesus Christ? And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. God is still seated high on the throne, and it's our duty to continue to lift God high no matter the circumstance. It's easy to be on the mountaintop. Oh, everything's good. We give you glory, God. You are awesome. But it's another thing to be in the valley. Can I tell you, though, that, that this morning, I've, you know, here, you know, through the COVID and all this stuff, the apex. When are we going to get to the, the apex? Kind of apex is the top and, you know, kind of, you know, start going down. I don't, I don't know about the COVID or any, you know, about the virus and the apex. But I, I know as a, as a believer, come on, our apex was when Jesus Christ died and rose again on the cross for us. That's our apex. That's when it got high for us. And then the next apex for you is when the moment that you said, I'm going to give my heart to Jesus Christ. That was an apex. That's an apex kind of moment. Some of you are like, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know Jesus. Well, today's going to be an apex kind of moment for you. Praise God. I want to share a few verses, you know, stories with you this morning. One's in Daniel 6, 21 through 23. You can turn, you know, in your Bibles or tablets or follow along behind me. But I'm telling you this morning through the Bible, there's stories of apex. And, man, there's stories where different things took place. But there's verses where it's just simply the apex verse. In Daniel 6, 21 through 23, then Daniel said to the king, and all of you know this story, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouths so that they, ha may have, they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. 
Come on. God sent his angels and shut the lion's mouths. I've done no wrong before you. It says, now the king was exceedingly glad for him, and he commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no injury was found on him because he believed in his God. Here is the story of Daniel in the lion's den. The apex of this story. Come on, the miracle didn't happen when Daniel opened up his his window towards Jerusalem in the east and prayed three times a day. That wasn't the apex. That wasn't the miracle. Come on, the miracle wasn't when King Darius made the decree, if you prayed it, anybody else but myself, you'll be thrown into the den. That certainly wasn't a miracle. Come on, and even when Daniel went back and knew that and prayed, come on, sometimes you get attacked. Sometimes you feel like if you go one way that, that, that God may not honor it. Every time you look to the Father, he's going to honor it. And so here Daniel is, not worried about it. God's going to protect me. I'm going to keep praying. Some of you need to keep praying. Well, I've been praying for five years. Keep praying. I've been praying for 10 years. Deliverance, come on. It's on the way. I, I, I believe it. I trust it. And here he is, you know, praying. All of a sudden, obviously, he was told on, and, and they were jealous of him. And the satraps got where King Darius had to throw Daniel in the lion's den. I'm telling you, the miracle took place in the lion's den. The den was the apex. How, how is the highest moment for Daniel a place where he was supposed to die? How does that make sense? Trusting in God sometimes doesn't make sense, but it always comes out for your good. God was lifted high when he was praying out the window. God was lifted high when he was before the king and said, God's going to deliver me. God was lifted high when Daniel was brought up out of the den, but God was lifted highest when Daniel was inside that den. So many people want to look at the crisis of our life as if it's the valley, but to God, it's the apex. When I am weak, he is made strong. When we're in the valley, he's on the mountaintop. My first point to you today is there's deliverance in the den. Say that with me one time. There's deliverance in the den. This is where the deliverance took place. This is where God shut the mouths of those hungry lions. This is where God proved that he was everything to everybody. Come on. And that he could do anything. There is deliverance in the den. There's deliverance in your family as you lift God high. Come on, there's deliverance around you. Come on, when, when things seem to be crumbling, there's deliverance. There's deliverance in your den. There's deliverance in your living room. There's deliverance in your bedroom. There's deliverance in your car. There's deliverance from these demons and this devil that always is talking. You're not good enough. If, the, if God shut the mouths of lions, don't you think he could shut the mouth of the devil? Each and every time, come on, you're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. Come on, you, you're not successful enough. You don't have enough, enough money. Those are lies from the enemy. And I'm telling you today that in those moments, come on, you're never alone. Think about Daniel when he was going, God, I did everything I was supposed to do. I prayed. I, I don't understand how this is happening. Why am I going down, you know, where I, where I may perish? There's deliverance in the den. Another apex verse. You ready? Say, I'm ready. Daniel 3 and verse 25 will stay right around there. And again, you know this story. Look, he answered, I see four men loose. Come on, the apex story, the apex verse, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Apex verse. We're not talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Come on, when they were taken from their family out of royalty. I'm not talking about when they went through the, the fast. I'm not talking about the times that they stood for the Lord. I'm talking about the times where they faced a furnace. Let's talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego for just a second. Put yourselves in their position. Listen, if you don't bow, 
when, when all the musicians play, like everybody else is going to do, you're going to be put in a furnace. I don't, I don't know about you, but, you know, I, my flesh would be like, well, look, God, I'll just, I'll just bow. Maybe I'll just crouch. Does that count if I don't go all the way down? You know, God, or just I, I don't want to lose my life. But here's Shadrach, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're standing there. Meshach's in the middle. Shadrach, you know, Abednego, they're like, where's Daniel? Can't believe he left. He's always traveling. What is he doing? But even as they hear the sound, I mean, have you ever been around your boys or, you know, your friends and like, listen, are we really going to do this? Hey, hey, Shadrach, are you, are you in this? Like, bro, come on. Abednego, what are you doing? What are you doing? I was just scratching my knee. Bro, don't do, I thought you were going down. Like, are we, are we really doing this? Like, everybody else is, look, 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 look. Do you see the guards? They, they're looking at us. They're looking at us. Yeah, yeah, let's just worship. Let's just, where where everybody else is bowing, let's just stand there and worship. I wonder if Shadrach was alone, had he had done it. I wonder if Abednego was alone. Meshach, my point is, we got to be there for one another. We got to, I mean, honestly, we could hear the story when we get to heaven, but Shadrach could, be, could have been crumbling. Like, guys, I got to do it. No, I got to do it. But they pulled him back up. No, we're going to stand here together. And Shadrach's name is forever written in the book, all right? We got to make sure we're looking out for one another. We got to make sure we're encouraging one another. If you think the enemy's not after the person on your right or left, you got another thing coming. It's so easy for us to walk around, oh, Instagram, oh, so, everything looks so good, family. No, the enemy is after each and every one of us. Come on, things are not always good. Pick each other up. Encourage one another. Check on one another. Keep each other strong in the faith. It's, it's part of being a brother and sister in Christ. I'm just seeing some of your faces for the very first time, but I'm telling you, I would lay down my life for you. Because you're my brother. You're my sister. They, come on, they weren't going to bow. And I'm here today to tell you that we're not going to bow either. I don't care about the corona. I don't care about the presidency. I don't care what Senate, Congress, I don't care what people are trying to, to pass. I'm only going to bow down to the God of all gods and the King of all kings. It's for us. Let's not get twisted with the direction. Oh, well, what about your future? God was in my past, he's in my present, and he's going to be in my future. So we're not concerned about what the world may look like. So here the king gets fired up. Man, grab those three guys. They're making me look bad. That's the idol of, of me. They should be bowing down. You know, stoke the furnace as if fire is not enough. Seven times hotter. Get them, bound them up. You know, hands and, and feet and wrap them around. Matter of fact, they got their best soldiers to, to throw them in. Seven of them died throwing in. Oh, the fire wasn't real. Oh, it was real. As you trust in God, he's going to take your, your worst enemies out. I'm talking about people. I'm talking about the devil. I'm talking about his demons. And here they go. And the king's like, man, there's, I thought there was three. Now there's four. God is in everything. The fourth one looks like the son of God. And they're walking around. My second point, there is freedom in the fire. There's freedom in the fire. Only God can deliver three men that were supposed to bow. They didn't. Supposed to burn. They didn't. They were bound. And the only thing that burnt was the ropes that were around them. God understands what needs to be burnt and taken out in your life. And here they are. They were freer more in the furnace than they were outside. And the Son of God appears with them what that conversation was like man this is really awesome look at them they're all wide-eyed looking at us hey guys right furnace nothing we cried to tell you that that god was going to deliver us it's kind of walking around high-fiving shadrach you did it bro so glad you didn't bow the reason the son of god appeared 
is because he's always there with us. You may not always see him or feel him. He's always there. He's always there. He's always been there. Close your eyes for just a minute. I just want you to think about, we talked about low moments. We don't want to reflect on it too much, but one of the low moments of your life, a fight with your spouse, or abuse of some kind, Jesus was there right beside you. He was there. Where, where is he in the room? Can you see him? He was there. Come on, some of you have had, you can open up your eyes, some of you have had several low moments. God's been there every single time. Come on, there's deliverance in the den, there's freedom in the fire. God wants to burn away some of those uh, addictions so you can be free in him. Wants to, you know, maybe pull you away from your hobby so you can worship him more. You know, maybe not as busy at your job. Come on, things that distract you from the Father. Don't let him do it. Don't let the enemy distract you. There's deliverance in the den. There's freedom in the fire. My third point out of four, there's victory in the virus. Someone say there's victory in the virus. Come on, say it like, like you're confident about it. There's victory in the virus. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not trying to hear that 2020 was bad. Because God was in 2020 and God is good. Oh, it was the worst year we were uh, watching the, the ball drop, which we're usually at church and doing our, you know, New Year's, you know, celebration together because of COVID, blah, 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 blah. And so we watched it for the very first time maybe ever. And, and as soon as it dropped, the announcer said, I am so glad 2020 is over. It was the worst year of my life. I tell you what, for us, the apex, the very first apex, we were supposed to open this life center on May 19th or something along that lines, and, and Corona, COVID shut us down uh, March, I said May, March 19th, March 12th, shut everything down. Y'all remember it? Oh, we got to go to online. I don't even know what you did that first service, but I mean, I spent the last three years of my life, God, this can't be right. God, I, I, man, we're, we, we work so hard in this, you know, life center. We even kind of said goodbye to the barn. If you've ever, you know, been to the barn, the barn was so good to us. But look, men of faith and women of faith, they, they, you know, worship in a barn. They worship in a theater. They worship in a gym. I'm just saying. And so, man, we're so excited about this big reveal. No, 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 no. It's my timing. Oh, God, what are we going to do? The, you know, and I just, I just had in my heart, like, babe, I'm going to see our people. I'm gonna see. So, like, what are, they do, what are they allowing the world to do? Oh, they, you can still get, you know, chicken fingers from, from Dairy Queen. Okay, we're going to have a drive-through service. And so, sure enough, we set a menu up, and worship was free, and prayer was free. I mean, it was the greatest, you know, drive-through, uh, you know, service anybody has ever had. We even had, you know, toilet papers as you hand out. 2020. God was in 2020. My wife was standing there, had a verse for each other. They'd go around and get announcements, pray for mom and dad, and they're out. They were done church in like five minutes. Like people's like, this is the best service ever. No, it's not. Don't get used to that. That's not cool. That's not cool. Don't even try it. And then drive in or drive through. Drive in for the next 10 weeks. Perfect weather. I'm talking about 66 to 70 every single Sunday. Even when it was calling for rain, perfect weather. People were outside in their lawns, people that didn't know Jesus, people that didn't go to church, outside in their lawns, you know, kind of watching us. We weren't kind of in a city like you guys are. We're in, you know, in a neighborhood. And, and man, people were saying, man, we were lifting up our windows and, and listening to worship. I'm telling you, God, come on, he works all things together for the good of those that love him. It's what they do, what he does, and what he did for us. The 13 News picked it up and came out and, you know, did, and they'd never come to Franklin. Man, what's Rock Church doing? They come th three different times. They've been calling on us. This isn't glory for Rock Church. It's glory for God. We have the cure to any virus. Come on. Any racial divide, any political issue, because the cure, his name is Jesus Christ. And so here we are in the middle of this. 
Finally, May 31st, the Holcombs were there. Man, we opened up the Ben S. Dillon Life Center, and we're worshiping God, and we move on. I want to let you know in 2020, out of 45 years, we had the greatest tithes and offering that we've ever had in the history of the church. Listen, I'm telling you that God is in everything when you lift up his name. So we're looking back like, man, 2020, this is great. We're finally seeing what God can really do for us. We're, you know, we're at the apex. Man, God, thank you for your provision. Stop looking at the virus as if it's greater than who God is. And look at it as you are greater because of it. The Door Fellowship, we've been talking to Holcombs. Y'all did great financially last year. He brought you through. So many doors were being shut down during this time. If the devil ever, you know, if you're keeping a, a scorecard, he got the churches 10 or less. I mean, basically shut down every church in America. He had racial divide like never before. He had this political stuff going on. I mean, if the devil kind of like, man, I am winning. He's a loser, by the way. He doesn't win. He, he, all he does is lose. There's deliverance in the den. There's, come on, there's freedom in the furnace. Appreciate that freedom when you're in the middle of a fire. There's victory in the virus, victory in corona. I don't understand how a word that no one knew a year and a half ago, all of a sudden the whole world knows the name corona. Can we do the same thing for the name of Jesus? If, if that word can spread in fear, can't the word Jesus, the name Jesus spread in victory? It's our goal. It's our duty. That's what we're called to do. And Jesus tells us, I, if I be lifted up, come on, we'll draw all men. There's deliverance in the den. There's freedom in the fire. There's victory in the virus. And finally, there's salvation in the storm. Can you say that with me? There's salvation in the storm. There's salvation in your storm. There's salvation in our storm. Salvation means, I have these two definitions, deliverance from sin and its consequences. Believed by Christians to be brought about by faith in Christ. We all believe in that salvation, right? Listen to the other meaning. Preservation or deliverance from harm, ruin, or loss. Jesus is in both definitions. He is deliverance from harm, ruin, or loss. Jesus, come on. He can deliver you from harm, maybe in a car accident. Come on, or maybe from an illness. J Jesus can deliver you from it. Jesus can deliver you from ruin. Everyone say ruin. Come on, maybe your finances are ruined. Come on, maybe you're, you're better off today than you were in your finances. Maybe your, your marriage was on the brink of disaster, but God reconciled it. God can bring you through loss. He can bring you through ruin. He can bring you through harm. There's salvation in the storm. That harm, that ruin, that loss, and yet you are still here praising the name of God. 2020, 2021. On June 12th, and I share this as I close, 2017, we received a call, and a lot of you know this story, and I want to share this as a part of my testimony and our testimony here today. But my father called. We just finished celebrating 42-year anniversary of our church. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That Monday morning at 1042, my father called and said, you, you got to hustle over to Ben's house. They're pumping his chest. We were in this small restaurant with some friends and immediately started interceding. And I didn't understand all the pumping the chest or whatever the situation was. But interceding is, you know, family, we got to go, we got to go. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. And we ju just started praying, God, you can do it. Heal him, heal him, heal him, God. Be with them. And so, you know, we, we, it was about a mile and a half away. Got there in about seven seconds, it felt like. 
I remember running up to the house and into the door and just, you know, seeing my brother surrounded by medics, about five or six. They got him on this machine, and, and you know, this machine's just pumping his chest, never seen the machine. You know, I was completely in the middle of this storm, never seen something like that. And, all right, you know, so, so I started just calling out, Ben, you can do it, bro. Breathe again, bro. You can, you can do it, man. You got this. You got this, Ben. Okay, God, you know, help him to breathe again. You got it, Ben. And, and so sure enough, as they're kind of wrapping it up and putting him on a stretch, and they, they roll him back. I could clearly see that Ben was no longer present. And in that moment, okay, God, okay, God, bring him back to life. All right, Lord Jesus, we trust God. Bring him back to life. Okay, breath in his lungs, blood in his veins. You can do it. And, and we walked out and just immediately started you know, praying and, and believing, got in the ambulance, interceding for my brother. Same thing. Okay, Ben, start breathing, bro. Start breathing. You got this. And we go in the emergency room and, and you know, you know, others start coming into the, the emergency room. And, and all we start doing is just, you know, my wife picks up on it. My dad picks up on it. His wife picks up on it. We're just, all right, God, bring him back to life. Bring him back to life. You can do it, God, in the middle of the storm. What are you going to do? Are you going to, are you going to, you know, find yourself just being torn apart? by the enemy? Are you going to give God praise? Because it doesn't matter about the storm. It only matters if you're giving God praise. And so that's what we were doing. Okay, God. And I remember, you know, and you, you can go ahead and strum a little bit, uh, Michael. And I just remember the, the lady announced, okay, time of death, 1110. Okay, God, it's all you now. It's all you. Okay, Ben, now we understand. This is going to be a miracle. So we continued on and prayed and prayed and Holcombs came and stood with us. Others came around. We just continued. We went to the church and continued. We asked to see him that afternoon, called the, the, you know, the funeral director, which we're close with. Can we come, you know, be in the morgue? He's like, you want to do what? Yeah, we're just going to come and worship and be around him. There's life and worship. Very next day, the same thing. People are coming. We're meeting at the church hours upon hours. We didn't feel like whether he was going to be raised, it was when he was going to be raised from the dead. That was the amount of faith that was there. Same thing as the Holcombs come. And all, all of a sudden, we're stirring the waters for God to do something amazing. And he was doing something amazing. We asked for the, for, you know, the, the casket, the body to come early. Yeah, we, we wanted in the service. Now, listen, we weren't, this wasn't a weird kind of thing. This was simply God ordained, you know, believe in faith for Ben to come back to life. I want to, you know, I want to tell you that, that you know, his, his fingers were moved. His, his color started to come back in his face. I mean, the, the funeral director, 42 years, have never seen anything like it. Side note, you know, Ben didn't come back to life. I, I think he chose heaven over, over the earth. I don't blame him for it. He is in trouble for it, okay? He is in trouble. I know you can't inflict pain, but when I get to see him again, I'm like, bro, why don't you come back? We named a building after him. He got an honorary doctorate. I mean, the dude is in trouble. He got to see Jesus first. He's in trouble, guys. So we pray that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday w would be four days, believing kind of a Lazarus kind of thing. And, if you walked in there, there's, you know, however many people that can fit in the, the sanctuary, three, four hundred, but then there's another four, five hundred downstairs outside. I mean, about 10% of Franklin was there. The impact, and they saw as we were worshiping, it should have been our worst moment. It should have been just turmoil. But this is what God does. When you're faced in the lions, he'll shut the mouths. When you're facing a fire, he'll allow you to walk around unburnt. Come on. When you're facing an obstacle in your life, if you give God glory, I guarantee he's going to bring you through it. Funeral director's like, I've never, I've never seen anything like it. We praise God for 17 days straight after that. I was with the Holcombs at a you know, at a conference or whatever, ministering there during that time or maybe right at the end of that time. People were saved. 70, 80 people were saved at the service. We shared the story. Going, other people have been saved through this story. A, a well-known atheist picked it up. Him and Meta 
out of like Chicago, Illinois or something along that lines that reached us a year later, just dogging us. Showed the video where I asked people to be praying. You know, they're like, can you believe these believers in Christ? And quoted everything we were saying. You know, and the stuff that the, the comments from the atheists, it would disgust you. But all I could think was, hey, we made it on the page of a well-known atheist. Come on. We're making news. We turned one atheist into a believer. There's a pastor that was getting ready to get in the shower just like Ben kind of felt chest. He went to the hospital instead. They said it saved his life. God works all things together for the good of those that love him. You see, we just turned and worshiped the Father in the middle of this storm. And he, and he rescued us. He delivered us from harm, from ruin, and from loss. We continued to build the building. We continued to serve God. We didn't walk away from the ministry. It's like, well, you didn't, he didn't raise from the, the dead. That's what you were praying for. No, we were praying for God's will to be done. New people were coming in the church to kind of hug us and give us condolences. And I would just hug them and say, listen, we're praying for breath in his lungs, blood to flow in his veins. And if, even if he doesn't, we're going to praise God as if he does. People were walking in. They were like, man, okay, this is what we do. <laughs> okay, the, we, we bring people back to life here at Rock Church. I mean, so much so, Pastor Matt, I did a, did a, um, a funeral service for a, a wealthy uh, widower, maybe, you know, 84, 85 years old, and the, the one of the, the, I guess a nephew or something, like, listen, we want you to do it. She wanted you to do the funeral, but you cannot pray her back to life. What are you believing for? What are you trusting for? Can you stand to your feet? For us, 2021, the year of salvation, has been our theme. Can I tell you that in that moment, when the enemy wanted to bring us to our knees with Ben passing, we didn't bend, we didn't bow, we didn't burn. Like I said, the Holcombs were there, some of you were there, stirring the waters. You didn't come, like, what are y'all doing? You've lost your mind. Like, shut it down. Let's just do the memorial service. You jumped in and started praying for resurrection life. We didn't see it with my brother, but we're going to see it, just in case you were wondering. We're going to see it. We're going to see it. So my wife and I, immediately after we started working on this building, we broke ground, my brother, a month before the building, you know, spent three years of my life kind of overseeing the construction, this, that, and the other. My sons were, were helping, and then we just got this beautiful facility. But that's just because we didn't give up. It's because we, instead of, you know, kind of, well, I can't believe I got to go through the furnace. I can't believe I'm going in the den. Looking back on it, it was one incredible distraction from me, you know, missing my brother. I look forward to introducing you to him one day if you never met him. He's been here a, a ton of times. One of the most amazing men you'll ever meet. 2021, the year of salvation as our church. Someone's given their life to Jesus. Rededicated their heart every single Sunday this year. We want, this is the year of salvation. You see, 2020 has made people question themselves like never before. Finances were hit. Anxiety is a high. Depression at a high. Suicide rate at a high. What are, what are you going to do? Come on, we got to reach our neighbors. For the last, you know, four weeks, during the week, I've had an addict call me. I want to give my heart to Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, people are going to be coming to knock on your door and say, what must I do to be saved? What are you going to do this afternoon? Like Brother Michael was saying, what are you doing at the gas stop? Start hearing the voice of God. We're throwing a hatchet yesterday. We got to make sure, yeah, Pastor Matt took us. We're slinging it, throwing it backwards. Never been before. It was awesome. 
We had to make sure my man Tyler was going to church somewhere. Do you understand what I'm saying? Every opportunity. I'm just wondering if you're ready to pick up the phone. Come on, because Jesus is calling. And he's telling us the fields are wide unto harvest. Come on, the laborers are few. But I see a couple hundred laborers ready to win the loss right now. Are you ready? There's deliverance in the den. Come on, there's salvation in the storm. There's victory in the virus. There's freedom in the fire. I want to do two things as we close this morning. Can you bow your heads, close your eyes? One, we're going to pray just a minute. We're going to pray for some of those that are in the den, some of those that are in the fire, feel like you're there right now, need a breakthrough. But before that, I don't want to leave this place without giving an opportunity for someone to give their heart to Jesus Christ. You're saying, man, this Jesus that you're talking about, maybe you're online, this Jesus that you're talking about, I've never had a relationship with him. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And then even hearing this word this morning, maybe you like, man, I've lost my way. I haven't been living like I should. If I, you know, was asked to bow down, I, 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 might, I might bow down. I just don't really understand where my relationship is with Jesus. I'm asking you today to rededicate your heart. So in just a minute, if that's you, you want to give your heart to Jesus Christ. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. If, if you want to rededicate your heart to Jesus, say, I'm going to do better. I'm going to live for Jesus from this day forward. I'm asking you right now to lift your hand. Is there anybody here in this place just looking around? Any, any souls out there? See that hand. Is there anybody else? Praise God. Man, we're so grateful. I see that hand as well. Is there anybody else? Come on. This is your moment. It says all of heaven rejoices over one soul saved. This is your moment. Anybody else? Anybody else? I want to do, I believe I saw another hand and, and may, maybe missed a hand or two. And it doesn't even matter if you raise your hand. It's about your heart. It's not about your hand. So right now, if those that had their hands raised, you can put them down. But we're going to pray together. You're going to be praying for the first time or as you rededicate your life. I simply want everyone to repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me for all the wrong that I've done. Come into my heart today. I want to live every day to serve you for the rest of my life. Before we continue to pray, I want to give God glory for those hands and that salvation that came into this place Come on, can we rejoice with heaven? Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Salvation is here. We give you glory for it, God. We give you glory. And so then now, as that word was, maybe it's finances, maybe it's marriage, maybe it's an illness, whatever furnace, whatever den, that you may be, whatever storm may be brewing that you feel like, I'm telling you there's deliverance here today. There's freedom here today. There's healing here today. There's reconciliation. There's restoration here today. So if that's you, just whatever, any of those situations, I just want you to lift your hand. Just, just lift your hand. See a hand over here, hand over there. Great. Yeah, just you need a touch in your body. Come on, those that gave their heart to Jesus, see some hands. Anybody else, what I want to do is we're going we're gonna to pray. If you turn around and you see someone's hand raised, I I'm just going to give a minute. I just want you to turn around and start praying. Uh, you got someone over here, a couple over there, someone in the back. Anybody else, hands raised. If there's someone near you, just start stirring yourself. Lay hands on them. We're trusting God for a miracle this morning. Maybe someone even in that circle can go ahead and, and start praying for that person. We're practicing right now. We're practicing. So when we go out in the highways and byways, we're ready to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Each person, 
Have their hand raised, Father. Touch right now. Let your presence swell in their body. Let their presence swell in their home. Family, marriage, business, illness, whatever it is, God. Deliverance and healing today, Father. We stir our faith. We stir our faith. We stir our faith. You're such a good God. You're such a good God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You see, it's that easy to minister to one another. It's that easy. Husbands, can you pray with your wife? Wives, can you pray with your husbands? Parents, can you pray with your children? It's not that hard. People have asked me, like, how did you respond like that? Your brother, your very best friend, how did you respond like that? How do you train for something like that? You worship and you pray and you read the word and God's going to handle the rest. He's preparing you. So do it with your family. Do it with others in your church. Call one another. Pray for one another. Text one another. Encourage one another. Your neighbor's waiting for you. Hear the voice of God. Be obedient. Amen? For my wife and I. Again, you're going to see my parents this weekend. You're going to see my brother one day too. We love you. Like growing up, this was a dream of mine to preach from here. And I know I was part of the YMC and this, that, and the other, and that young minister's conference that I got too old for evidently now. And I always looked at Pastor Wayne and Pastor Margaret. He calls me, checks on me. Hey, man of God, how's your wife doing? Treat her better. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, whatever. Pastor Matt and Rachel, every week we're in contact. I've seen so many of you, the, the Holcomb sons, there's so many of you that, you know, were teenagers and you got married and now you have children and God is a good God. He's a good God that has good plans for us, great plans. So the next time you feel like you're in the den, understand that God's with you. The next time you feel like you're in a fire, understand that Jesus is right beside you. Understand that God is seated on the throne and he needs to be lifted high. God bless you this morning. We love you so much.